Blog Talk Radio. host, Laura Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach, and co-author of Moms Mean Business. You can find that at Amazon or anywhere else that books are sold. MomsMeanBusinessBook.com is another great resource. Hey, how are you? Happy almost end of summer. Happy end of summer for many of you. I know across the country you've already had kids go back to school. Here in Michigan, we are holding out one final week, and the kids go back on Tuesday. So we've got our last summer hurrah scheduled. We're going to have a fun little vacation up in the woods, go do some fun outdoor stuff to finish off the year. And, well, as we start tightening our belt and looking forward to what comes next when we go back to school and back to work and really hit it hard again, I thought it would be a really good time to talk about some of the business basics that really get overlooked a lot, and that is how to make sense of some of your business financials. Now, the thing is, when I, whenever I take on a new client and I start working with her, you know, pretty soon we, you know, we, we go over things like their priorities and their vision of success and what it is that they want to, you know, work with me on, what they want to figure out, you know, what they want to, uh, you know, maximize the use of our coaching time together on. But very shortly thereafter, the topic of your business finances comes up. And I got to tell you, when I, I would say nine times out of 10, this is a scary question for the clients that I work with. They are not comfortable talking about their finances. (laughs) They know that they're in business and they're in business to make money and they may be very comfortable with making money, but it just so happens that when you are an entrepreneur, chances are you're in a very lean you know, entrepreneurial, small business startup mindset, right? Meaning you are the chief everything officer. You're doing all there is to do in your business. You probably got into this business because you're really good at delivering or or um, developing or giving a certain product or service to your clients in exchange for money. And because you're really, really, really good at that, you might not have a business degree. You might not have uh, an MBA of some sort, you may not have, uh, you may not have ever had a business, a business terms class, right? You may not be really good at even balancing your own personal checkbook. Let's be honest. Okay. You're not alone. If you're sitting here going, Oh God, that sounds horrible. But yeah, that's me. I'm really scared of my finances. I want to just give you a quick brief primer on like, I think it's about seven terms that I hear a lot that I try to use with my clients that I read about as a business owner that I use to kind of bring my focus. And this is this going to just give you a little bit of a jump start to help you think a bit more forward about how you organize your business, how you make buying and expenditure decisions, how you choose to grow your company, right? We want to grow our company and a big part of growth let's be honest, is how much money you bring in, not just how many people you hire or how many clients you have or how many widgets you sell. All right, so that's what I thought I would spend our time on today. So let's jump right in. 
Okay. The first term that I want you to get a hold of in your business basics, you know, financial numbers kind of game is the, is the term bottom line. You've probably heard people using it. You've probably, you know, it's out in colloquialisms all the time you hear it. You probably, you may have even used it yourself, but what does it actually mean? Okay, the bottom line, it's kind of like a, a literal thing that when you're doing a balance sheet, when you're looking at your numbers, um, you have, you know, you have costs up at the top, you have all kinds of different things, you have sales, you have lots of different numbers we're going to go over. But at the very bottom of all that, when you separate out how much money you've brought in versus how much expenses it costs you to, you know, bring that money in, that's the bottom line. It's another word for overall profit, Okay. Profit is the money you get to keep. Now, a lot of business owners that I work with, when we first start working together, they're hardly even making a profit. They're running a business, yes, but <laughs> they may be upside down and the bottom line is often red, okay? So that bottom line number, that could, if it's red, it's debt. If it's black, it's profit, okay? It's money you get to keep. So we all want to go towards a positive bottom line, a number that allows you to gain a profit in your business and continue to grow that profit, that overall bottom line number, so that you get to grow and make more decisions about how to keep your business going and keep making it more and more successful. Okay? The next term that you'll hear people talk about a lot is a margin. And the margin, it's, it's usually expressed like as a percentage. So you'll say, oh, we want a 10% margin or a 15 or 20% or 50% margin. That represents the percent of the total sales price or the total, even you know, if we do it per item, it's the total sales price of each of your products or your services that the company keeps after you know, subtracting out the cost of producing the goods or services that you're selling. If you're talking about like a gross overall margin, that would be the total overall margin you have after subtracting the cost of producing all of the goods and services you have in your company. So the higher the percentage you have, the more the you as the company, as the business owner, the more you keep on each dollar of sales that you're eventually going to go towards paying other costs and stuff. So if, for instance, if your company margin is 25%, that means that for every dollar of revenue that you generate, the company's going to retain 25 cents before paying its overhead like salaries, rent, utilities, that kind of stuff. Okay, so that's your margin. The third term that I think is really helpful to know, because this is something I talk about with my clients a lot, we like to predict out what are your expenses going to be each month? What are your expenses going to be each year? Well, some of those are easily knowable because they fall into a category called fixed costs. The other category is variable costs. Okay, so some things, fixed costs, is just like what it sounds like. It's a cost that doesn't change. So, for instance, the first one that usually comes to mind is rent, okay? Salaries, yes, I know you may increase them a bit at a time, but in general, they stay the same for at least a year, right? Uh, your utilities, yeah, there may be a little fluctuation in how much electricity you used. You know, it may be a little more in the summer or more in the winter, whatever. But these kinds of costs are things that you know you can predict pretty close to an average monthly spend, and they're going to be the easiest for you to plan around. Whenever I'm working with a client on their budget and on their finances, we always start 
with you know itemizing what are your fixed costs. Let's get these things down. Let's add them up. We know we're going to plug these in every month, and they're going to be about the same. That helps us make decisions, okay, about what we're going to spend money on because we can see, look, we're going to have to spend, you know, 18000 in these fixed costs. So that only leaves X amount for other expenditures like variable costs. <clears throat> now, variable costs are what they say, just, you know, kind of the opposite of a fixed cost. They can depend on a lot of different things. And it could be, um, you know, maybe you spend different amounts on, uh, retail. Maybe you spend different amounts on marketing. Maybe you spend different amounts on events, big events that you do in your business. Okay, any of those could change, and they're a bit harder to predict. So always start with your fixed costs, so you know what you know. You've got the the majority of your costs handled, and then do the best you can to budget for some of the variable costs that show up. Okay, the next term I want to talk about is equity and how that is different from debt. Okay, so some of you probably have investors in your business. Some of you may be bootstrapping completely, okay? If you have investors, equity is simply the money obtained from investors in exchange for, you know, part of the ownership of your company. And debt, I think we're all familiar with that one. <laughs> it comes in the form of loans from the banks that have to be paid over time, okay? So you may have a mix of both. Most of my clients do. Um, those who are simply bootstrapping, they typically consider it a private or a personal loan or a small business loan. They don't always call it equity. They're not trading shares of ownership. But I have several clients who do that with a business partner. They may give a business partner a certain amount of equity in their business. Okay, and that person shares the financial risks as well. So that's a big one to understand. And when we're talking about things like equity and debt, that brings me to my next term that I want to cover, and that is leverage. Now, if what leverage can kind of be figured out in a couple of different ways. In the financial world, leverage is really, I mean, you may have heard this when you talk about um, if you have gone to get a home mortgage, for instance, the bank is going to be interested in how, quote unquote, leveraged you are. If you have a lot of debt, you're going to be considered highly leveraged and therefore very risky to a potential investor like a bank, okay? So when you're looking at owning your own business and also down the road you want to buy a house, the bank is going to look at you very differently if you have a whole ton of debt, okay? Because they're going to see you as highly leveraged. They're going to, they're going to know that you've got a bunch of people to pay back and a bunch of money to pay back. Whereas if you have a bunch of equity, you have some investors that are helping share the load of some of the expenses you have to pay in running that business. And a bank might see you a bit more favorably as a less of a risk and be willing to give you more money. Okay. The last, well, I think there's one more here. So I want to go over capital expenditures. If you hear people talk about that and you think that sounds super smart, but you have no idea what it means, <laughs> capital expenditures are like that are going to be they're they're going to be useful to you beyond the year that you bought it, okay? Like for tax purposes, this is when that comes in. So you might buy something this year and pay taxes on it, but that thing is going to be useful in the future. So some really good examples of that are computers. You may choose to make a capital expenditure for your business because you decide to buy everybody a new laptop, okay? So they can be more connected and more efficient. I have a client right now who is going from 
a very paper-oriented business that is highly successful, but she is really feeling that need to move to more of a digital and a mobile available anywhere kind of business. So she's looking at some capital expenditures at before the end of this year to buy her employees some computers, okay? Um, that's just a, a really simple term, but I think, you know, I've had people tell me that they don't know what it is, and I didn't know what it meant either. So now you can sound really smart talking about what capital expenditures you have coming up in the future. All right, and finally, concentration is a term that came up when I was researching for this, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Concentration, concentration is simply the measure of how much business you're doing with a specific client or partner. You know, guys, I can't tell you. It's like putting all of your eggs in one basket. You will look a lot better to investors, to banks, if you're needing to borrow money to continue growing your business or to, you know, whatever you're trying to do with your business. You're going to look a whole lot better if they see you have a diverse clientele. If you are relying, if one client is your whole business or maybe a couple of clients, that is being overly concentrated and it's a losing strategy for any business. Because if something goes wrong with that relationship, if they go out of business, if they choose a different vendor, if they move on, if they, whatever, if they pivot in one way or another, that is going to completely impact your business. So you don't want to have a ton of concentration on just one client, obviously. You want to always make sure, even if that person is filling your purse, okay, <laughs> you want to always make sure that you are looking for additional clients in, a diff in different businesses, different demographics, different industries, because that is going to help you be a lot less risky. If something tanks, something goes wrong, you're still going to be able to be afloat because you have sources of, of income from other clients out there, okay? So there you go. Wow, 15 minutes and you just got a really basic primer on business finances. And I hope that helps demystify it a little bit for you. It can be crazy and scary to talk about finances, but guys, we don't do it enough. So dive in, don't be scared, start learning more about your finances so you can have better control over the growth and success of your company and your family. Until next time, I am Laura Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach. Take care.